Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high-ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e-commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. All right, back with another Tactical Tuesday episode. And like we promised, this one is called High Ticket versus Low Ticket Dropshipping. And I think the best place to start, John, is like, there's some pros that apply to both of these, right? There's just some pros in general to using dropshipping as your fulfillment method and starting a business around dropshipping. So maybe we start with some of those pros, talk a little bit about low ticket and follow that with like high ticket, which hopefully, you know, we can be honest and, and say that, you know, it's not all roses and butterflies, but there's a reason why we like it way, way better. Totally. And, and for those who are just catching on to this podcast, uh, this episode that might not have heard the last one. When we talk about low ticket and high ticket, I mean, where do you kind of set that boundary? Like when you think of low ticket, Ben, what do you what do you mean by that? Yeah, I would say under a hundred, I would say is is low ticket. I think that's that's probably the region I would talk about. I think there's some no man's land in the middle there of like under a hundred. I would say hey, low yeah. ticket, maybe that one to four hundred range is, is kind of no man's land, um, and then five hundred plus, I would say is is high ticket products. Yeah. So look, I mean, definitely, you know, talking about low ticket. You know, and, and this is probably, you know, if you've been around online research and drop shipping, um, this is what most people are talking about, actually. Where not everybody uses that sort of terminology, low ticket versus high ticket. I think that's something that um, a smaller group of people use. But most people who talk about drop shipping and, and for the last few years anyway, they're talking about low ticket drop shipping. Um, so that's selling, as Ben mentioned, products under $100. Usually via, you know, maybe you could be doing it via Amazon, eBay, but often people are doing it selling via social media, Facebook ads, things like that. So I think that, look, there's definitely some pros here. Um, you know, it is, uh, as with any dropshipping, a, a low risk way of getting into business. So, you know, I mean, you're not, you're not, it's dropshipping. So you're not putting a whole bunch, whole stack of money on the table immediately to set your business up. So if things don't work out for you, there's, there's a lot lower risk than some traditional other traditional business models um uh you know it's I, I think it's 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 a quick way to get started in business as well you know it doesn't take you a long time to set to set this up get get started and start selling some product i think that's a big pro for both right so if yeah. you if you've done any research on e-commerce whatsoever you probably realize that DTC direct to consumer having your own brand it's going to take a lot of work right like you're going to need to find a product that that you fall in love with you're going to or develop a product you're going to need to go find a manufacturer test out packaging get uh, all kinds of design done for your packaging and and get uh you know possibly depending on what you sell i sell some pet supplements where you you have to make sure that they're covered by the right agencies uh and make sure everything's good to go and like make sure your your vendors are are covered by the right agencies as well and, and inspected and uh there's a whole process there of getting started and usually quite a bit of overhead to get started as well um where drop shipping just doesn't have that right like somebody's already created the product and they're looking for people who can help them market that product Oh, look, with the low ticket stuff, you know, I mean, there, there's, there's obviously, there, there's tons and tons of products out there that you could sell, right? I mean, you, you're certainly not, uh, not short on options of products to sell. Now, that doesn't mean that there's tons and tons of products out there that are going to make you a lot of money, but in terms of getting started, I mean, there's so many different manufacturers and suppliers out there for low ticket products. You know, they're all over the place. So, um, you know, that's, that's for me, that's those are the main pros of that sort of model. I've got one more. It's more of a, I mean, it's kind of a lottery ticket scenario if I'm honest, but there's a real potential, uh, 
albeit a small percentage of it happening, there's a real potential for the possibility of an absolute home run, huge quick win in low ticket versus high ticket. It's not often you'll see a $2,500 lawnmower just all of a sudden get crazy wild and everybody in the country wants to buy that lawnmower. Whereas uh, I could see, and I have one next to me, I, I bought one off of an ad I saw just to see the process. It's like a telescope that's like 40, 40X monocle, right? Uh, and the ad sold it as somebody like, from their hotel room, uh, looking at some ladies on the beach was probably not the best ad they could have chosen for that. Um, but so I, I bought it to see the process. Um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't a great process after that, but if, if you hit like say fidget spinners, if you were the first person to discover fidget spinners and you got out in front of that, you probably did very, very well in a very short period of time. And so, while I think the percentages are very low for that to happen, um, I do think it's possible in low ticket where I don't think it's necessarily possible in high ticket. Yeah, that's true. And and absolutely. And I think that's both, that's, this is kind of like both a pro and a con to that model, like a, a downside. It, it's a pro because it, that can absolutely happen. Like you can do some really super high revenue numbers in a very short space of time. If you do land on one of those sort of home run products um, while it still lasts. Right. Um, but and, and so that's what you see a lot of people online talking about. They've, they've had one of those products and then they go and try and flog that idea to, you know, a thousand other people and almost none of them have a home run product, right? And so I think it's it's easy to really put some sexy things together with that model, but um, the likelihood of finding that home run product, look, I don't believe it's particularly high, to be honest. Um, so for somebody who's getting started in dropshipping, um, is that the best option to try and pursue that like a, a lottery, a home run, if you like, um, and bet everything on that? Um, and so that's that's why I think that's kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, the other upside of, of low-ticket dropshipping as well, I mean, it's if you do find a good product that works for you, it's fairly simple to then go and start buying that in either in bulk or making your own version of that product, right? And selling it to your market. I mean, that's that's an upside as well. It's a lot, lot. Uh, once again, lower cost to doing that compared to, you know, if you were going to, you know, brand up your own high ticket product. I guess so. That, that's definitely a, another pro potentially there as well. Yeah, I think there's a lot of cons here, though. Uh, at least for me personally. Number one, first and foremost, your method of advertising is to interrupt people in the middle of them seeing what their grandma ate for dinner on Facebook uh, in order to get them to stop long enough to see your ad. And so it's a creative game. You you are you're gonna have to learn Facebook ads, which are honestly it's it's a power probably the most powerful advertising platform that's ever existed. But it's also the most uh, confusing. Uh, there's no rules. But there is rules, and they'll shut you down for any reason. And it's a constant game of cre creative. So you constantly have to create new ads um, in order to not burn out the audience that you're targeting. And um, you have to interrupt people. You have to get people interested in something uh, that they don't even know they're interested in versus high ticket. People are already searching for these products that we're selling, uh, and you just need to step in front of them. The, the cons really do start to come in when it, when it comes for me, when it comes into the marketing, the fulfillment end, right. And, and, and particularly in comparison to the high ticket stuff, as you said, that marketing things, yeah, there's people who are good at that, but being that good at things like Facebook ads and being able to do it consistently without having, you know, constant ad, ad account shutdowns and all this sort of thing, wildly unpredictable costs and like the cost of making a sale, like it's really hard. And, Honestly, for the average person who's looking to get into online business, starting there is like 
super hard, right? That's a super hard place to start. I think that pairs right into the fact that you have to keep trying to find a product that's going to win over and over and over and over again in low ticket drop shipping. Like you, you, most of the videos I've recommended or I've seen from all the videos uh, that were recommended to me from all the gurus is you constantly have to find a new product. You have to monitor social channels to see what's hot and then go create the next, uh, create a store that is just mimicking whatever's hot. And you find that product on AliExpress and immediately start running ads to it. Uh, and just, constantly over and over again, finding new products that you have to somehow, um, find winners over and over and over again. And these businesses are not, uh, scalable. They're not like, I'm going to run this business. I'm going to sell a ton of these and then have anything to do after that, other than turn and burn this store and find the next product and build another store and do it again and then do it again. Uh, and so between the, 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 constant need for creative and trying to find a winning creative on Facebook and testing Facebook ads, as well as trying to find a winning product and testing product after product. To me, those are the two biggest cons. The other one for me as well is, is I think on the fulfillment side. And and once again, this is probably something that when you're getting started with me, you don't think about so much, but like I was, I did a comparison actually with two real products the other day that, that, you know, a high ticket product, which sells for about $6,000. Now the profit on that product for each sale after a cost was about $1,200, right? So you sell one product, you're putting $1,200 in your pocket. Now I compare that to a commonly dropship low ticket product, which I've seen a few times over the years, which was fake sets of eyelashes, right? That, you know, people wear. And um, they sell for about $40 and the profit per order there was about $10, right? So every time you sell one of these sets of eyelashes, you're making $10. So to, um, you know, make sell like if i sell five of those infrared saunas right which is the product in a day and we've done that right to to make the same amount off the eyelashes you have to sell 720 sets of eyelashes that means you have to fulfill 720 orders right in one day now that's a lot of work right so to pull that off you have to have a team of people helping you right otherwise you're just going to be sitting in front of your computer for eight to ten hours a day fulfilling orders manually one by one you know, making sure everything's okay. And then you've got the whole set of customer service that comes along with that, orders that are going to get lost, things that are going to get damaged. And it just creates a massive amount of work that you have to manage. So if you're interested in getting into dropshipping for the lifestyle element of it or a potential lifestyle element, like you want to actually be working less, it doesn't make sense to be doing something that every time you have to take an action, you're only making a tiny amount of money. I think nobody considers the extra effort at least i never have when i thought about this right so i've compared the two uh obviously i like high ticket that's why we teach it at dropshipbreakthrough.com but i like the example you just mentioned there i like telling people hey you can sell six thousand dollar product and profit twelve hundred dollars or you can sell 720 sets of eyelashes uh and profit the same but I don't think I've ever went past that. And that's a fantastic point of like, you're going to need a team to fulfill those 720 orders. Uh, what do you think has the odds of, of having issues one order or one in 720 orders or multiple in 720 orders of, of having, you know, shipping exceptions or something got damaged in transit or it showed up and it was broken or uh, let alone these are shipping from China uh, in heavily taped boxes uh, from a manufacturer you've never spoken to before ever Uh is this a good product that's going to show up there? And so I've never really thought about all of the, uh, what are they called? Second layer effects uh, that would happen just, just based on making that choice to sell something low ticket versus high ticket. Yeah, definitely. And I used to, I, I, 
you know, a couple of years ago when this stuff was going really hot, I, I used to advise a couple of guys who were running one of these businesses and they were doing what looked like really high numbers on the front end, like million dollar months, all that sort of stuff, right? Uh, and they're selling stuff like the fake eyelashes, right? And what you obviously didn't see in the back end, they had something like 25 virtual assistants to help them actually manage all of the fulfillment, all of the customer service, and all of that sort of thing. So th- even for virtual assistants in a place like the Philippines, that's a huge overhead to have just to fulfill your orders when, you know, it's not really necessary. There is another way of doing it. I remember a conference you and I were at where I first encountered low-ticket dropshipping, and it was because there was a guy there with the sound on on his phone, and every couple minutes you'd hear, ching ching I was like, man, this guy must be doing great. Uh, and I went and spoke to him and it was like $12 orders of dog eyelashes just over and over and over. And I was like, <laughs> why do you have your sound on, bro? Like all day, every day in this conference, uh, you could hear it throughout every everywhere we were sitting. And just ching And he, I don't know. It got annoying after a while. But um, yeah, the second second order, I think is what it's called. The second order effects of this are something I had never thought of before. And that's a, that's a very awesome point. Look, let's, we're clearly high ticket dropshipping lovers. Um, there's a lot of reasons we don't like low ticket, but let's talk about why we love high ticket and, you know, mention some cons too, because every business you run is going to be difficult. Uh, businesses are hard. There's a reason that, uh, a very high percentage of businesses fail in every single, uh, type of business that's out there. Businesses are hard. And so there's going to be some hard points. There's going to be some cons here. Uh, but I, I do think there are some really big pros when it comes to high ticket dropshipping versus any other e-commerce model that's out there. Yeah, look, and we've already touched on some of them because some of the some of the pros are definitely shared, obviously, between low ticket and high ticket. So once again, with high ticket dropshipping, it's a low low cost of entry. So it's not going to doesn't. I mean, you can set up one of those businesses for you know a couple of hundred bucks, um, and and have it launched and and ready to go. Spoiler alert! That's the that's the next episode. How much does it cost to start a dropshipping <laughs> business? So stay tuned. Yeah. So it's low cost of entry, like compared to almost any other business model out there, traditional online, whatever. It's it's that's a very low cost um, to get started. Uh, it doesn't take you long to get started. So once again, I mean, it's possible to you know launch a high ticket dropshipping business in thirty days or less from from saying, hey, I'm going to get started doing this, to actually having a, a website out there with products on it. Um, you know, so it's it's quick to get started. Um, as we mentioned. You know, you've got that high profit per order. And for me, that's for me anyway, that's a really big selling point, right? Um, I mean, I know I got into this sort of business. One of my primary drivers was around my time. Like I wanted to free up my time. I wanted to have more control over how I spent my time, what I spent my time doing and have more time available to do the things I love doing than I did when I was working a job, right? So that was that was a really big driver for me. And so being able to say I can sell, I can sell one product and make, in my pocket after costs, that's a huge selling point to me because it takes me, what, a few minutes to set up the fulfillment for that order, right? Yeah, you spend a bit of time managing the marketing and all that sort of thing. But, you know, that means that you can actually make a significant amount of money from a high-ticket dropshipping business running it by yourself. Actually, like with no team, I've seen people who are, you know, running seven-figure businesses by themselves without any team whatsoever. And they're doing it from wherever, wherever they want to do it. Um, and you just, for a low ticket store, you're just not going to do that. It's just, you, you, you can't do multiple seven figures 
a year sort of thing with one of those sites and be managing it by yourself. So you're going to have to be managing a team. You're going to have longer hours. You're going to be constantly stressed about whether things are falling apart, whether it's going, whether it's all, all of those wheels and cogs are working well together. And so for me, for a high ticket store, I, I think there's, there's literally no other, very few other e-commerce businesses uh, types out there where you've got that sort of lifestyle element to it because of that. Yeah, I think uh, another pro is you're actually building a real business. So with the the low ticket, uh, you're, you're often or, or almost all the time turning and burning these websites. If it's hot and social, you're going to set up a site, find the product, run some ads, hope you make a, a, a few bucks, and then that fad is over with and you're moving on to the next thing that's hot. Whereas high ticket dropshipping, you're building a real brand uh, around a market uh, of people uh, around a set of products. And so you can become the go-to place on the internet to go find those products, right? Uh, I uh, I started, my very first store was the3dprinterguy.com. And so it was all things 3D printers. And so you could buy those elsewhere, but you likely came to my store because I had all kinds of information on those and far more uh, customer service than uh, the big box stores or Amazon. And I was actually building a real business, which you can sell. Uh, it, it becomes an asset. You're building an asset. And uh, something I, you know, I'll probably rant on at some point in this podcast is like, you don't get wealthy having a job or, or trying to you know make money in little spurts. Assets is, is how you become wealthy. Uh, and so this is a, a fantastic vehicle for you to grow your personal wealth. And if you decide to stop running your store at any time, you can sell that business uh, typically for a three to five X multiple of your annual profit, uh, which is a big number. If you've been running this business for a few years, um, you can have quite the exit, uh, which is always uh, nice. I've had quite a few of those myself and, and um, man, it's a good day when you look at your bank account and it's been hit by a big number. So um, that easily is my my biggest pro is like you're actually building a real asset here. Uh, you're building a real business that's sellable that, that people have interest in purchasing. Yeah, totally. I was on a, on a, a business broker's website the other day looking at some of their listings of businesses they have for sale. Uh, and all of the dropshipping businesses on there were high ticket businesses. Uh, I think there was one for sale there. It was for sale for like $1.9 million. There was one for sale for $800,000. There was one for sale for about $350,000. So, I mean, ask yourself the question, like what, like what difference would that sort of money make to you? And, you know, those are life-changing amounts of money, you know, that's, that's going to go to somebody who, you know, just set up a business by themselves, you know, probably in their living room or in their bedroom or wherever. Uh, and a few years later, they're they're going to sell that business for those sort of amounts of money, um, and I think that's pretty cool. But you don't see low ticket sites on any of these sort of places you can buy websites going for that sort of money. Sure, you might be able to pick up cheaper ones on like Shopify Exchange or somewhere like that for you know a, a few thousand dollars, but um, the the big number ones they it's because they they burn out. Those stores burn out. And website investors don't want to, you know, don't want to spend that sort of money on something that might be gone tomorrow. Yeah, I would recommend go go to quietlightbrokerage.com uh, and sign up for the email list and you'll get these emails, right? So one I got today, a dropship Shopify business with an average order value of $1,400. Um, last year, in the last trailing 12 months, they did $4.2 million in revenue. They took uh, seller discretionary earnings of $313,000 and they're selling their business for $900,000. Uh, and so 
this is likely isn't their first year in business, so they've already made $313,000, and now they're going to get a big windfall of nearly a million dollars when this business sells. Uh, and so this is just one example just popped in my head as I saw it today uh, come in. But like you can go to Quiet Light right now or EmpireFlippers.com, uh, and you're going to find high-ticket dropshipping stores that are for sale there uh, and provide yourself a little bit of evidence that you, know, you, can ha- you too can have a big payday like John and I both have had. Yeah, that's definitely a huge win. And 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 along with that, like I mentioned for um, you know, kind of for for the low ticket dropshipping, but high ticket dropshipping also gives you a great avenue to get into a market that you can turn into building your own products as well. So if you're the sort of person who thinks I'd actually like to have my own product that I, you know, get manufactured for me or whatever, and I I, I warehouse it somewhere. If you start a high ticket dropshipping business, right, you're going to get into a market and start getting getting a pool of customers and you're going to learn so much about that market that at a later point in time, you can absolutely turn that into a business that has its own branded products in that market um, that you sell alongside your dropship products. And so you, you, you do have that. And it's a great way to actually get to know a market before you go to the expense of having you know, your own products manufactured and all of that, which as you mentioned earlier, you know, there's a higher cost of entry to doing that. Hey, just want to jump in here real quick and say, if you're loving this show, the number one thing you can do to help us out is simply go to Spotify or iTunes or whatever you're listening on and smash that follow button, that subscribe button and leave us a review. It really does help us reach more people. And if you've got a friend that you know should be listening to this, send the podcast over to them. We'd love to have them join us as well. And real quick, two quick resources I have for you. If you want to join us in our free Facebook group, you can find that at facebook.com slash groups slash dropship tribe, or just search the dropship tribe. And we also have a paid version of this podcast where you can get even more of John and I and longer form content. You can find that on Patreon at patreon.com slash dropship podcast. All right, back to the show. Uh, another pro is um, for high ticket dropshipping is definitely uh, you, you uh, and this is certainly something that uh, I've I've experienced in the in the seven years that I've been doing it, but it's, it's kind of a really great way to get paid to learn. I think I think you, you actually coined that phrase to me, but um uh, you know, when you're building one of these businesses, you actually learn a whole bunch of stuff, right? You learn how to build a website. You learn how to do all these different types of marketing and they're transferable skills, right? And so while you're learning, so, you know, if you if you end up building a successful business, you're going to be in basically an expert in, all, in a whole range of digital marketing stuff, how to manage a business. And they're actually transferable skills to other online businesses. So for me personally, you know, I've, gone on to coach, advise people on how to do their marketing, not just for e-commerce, but for other business types as well, not just for dropshipping, um, for other business types. So I, I do like that about it, right? Like, uh, so, you, you know, it, you can completely change the direction of how you make money um, by learning how to build one of these businesses in, in all sorts of ways. I think there's a lot of skills there that, uh, there's some in low ticket too, right? If you're if you're going to be yeah, anywhere sure. decent at low ticket, you're going to learn Facebook ads and and creative, um, which is super beneficial in the world we live in. Uh, for high ticket, you're going to learn how to run Google AdWords like a champ. Uh, hopefully, if we've done our job, uh, you're going to learn SEO, uh, which is something that people pay a very top dollar for uh, because it it seems so confusing and daunting, even though it's not. Uh, and you're going to learn uh, quite a few other things, and you can pivot, right? So uh, there uh, there is a girl who works for me on multiple different businesses, running social media for me. She originally started dropshipping; that's where she learned to do some of this stuff, uh, and then pivoted and said, you know, I like this social media side better. And 
now she's running social media accounts for me and, and quite a few other people as well. Um, and same as John, I, I have have coached people. Uh, I've consulted in businesses, uh, both high ticket dropshipping and not high ticket dropshipping, and because of the skills I have, that I can go into another business and help them scale their business uh, from these skills. So I love the fact that you can get started for relatively little amount of money, as we'll talk about in the next episode. Uh, and in the meantime. Hopefully you can become profitable very quickly uh, and get paid to essentially get a degree in marketing. Yeah, totally. totally. I mean, it, look, that's not for everybody, but I think so. It's not necessarily going to be a pro that everybody keeps in mind because some people will just be like, "Well, I just want to start businesses and run businesses." But I think it's a nice, it's a nice kind of little side benefit to kind of have in your in your pocket there that. Yeah, there's the, what you're going to learn by doing this. There's a huge market out there of people who are looking for those, you know, help with those things and for 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 those skills, which are happy to pay you often, you know, really significant amounts of money to for you to, you know, apply those skills to their business. Yeah, and if you ever wanted to go get another job. I think you could go get a job anywhere as well. Uh, I personally don't think I could ever do it unless it was the absolute no. like golden <laughs> ticket thing. Uh, but you know, some people decide that they would rather have the, you know, air quotes here, security of a job. Um, and there's going to be opportunities everywhere for you to do that. If, uh, if you've built these out and, and spent some time learning marketing. So, uh, look, I think it's a no brainer. These episodes are supposed to be short. We went a little long to, to make our point here. I think high ticket is the clear winner here. I think it's a knockout in the first round of low ticket dropshipping. If, if, if I might say so myself, uh, obviously we're a little biased. We've been doing this for, for six, seven years. Um, we have a course on it. And so we're obviously a little biased, but I, I think it's an absolute, um, like I said, knock out in the first round for high ticket dropshipping. Particularly for somebody who's looking to get started and who has no online experience already. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a more consistent and it's a smoother path to go uh, the high ticket route versus the low ticket for sure. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step-by-step -step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business.